0: Welcome to another episode of Access Answers. As always, I'm your host, Julia Vergara, along with Angela O'Pry, and we're so excited to introduce y'all to another one of our Louisiana-based team members. Welcome,
1: NITAL, to our 19th episode of Access Answers. We're so excited to have another Louisiana team member. We had a great time over in Louisiana in December. Um, And your official title is Senior Records Analyst. However, I think I'm going to say the change management expert, one of the most creative people uh, that I've ever met, and a distinguished author. So welcome. We can't wait to hear from you today and to hear more about your recent experience with the FileNet implementation.
2: Hi, everybody. Uh, Thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. You are a key
1: team member with the Louisiana Department of Transportation and very critical in the implementation recently with FileNet and the change management efforts throughout the process as well as the big go-life party there at the end. So we really want to hear your perspective on what this project was like, what lessons you may have learned, what the key milestones were. Tell us all about it
2: yeah the file net migration project was a wonderful huge project that i began in 2020 2020 it, it was about two years ago but it was a project that basically focused on migrating existing records from an ibm product that had basically met its life expectancy it was going to be decommissioned but it was an ibm product product that we were migrating to, which was great. So I helped with the initial part in moving all the records from one, the older system to the newer system. That involved taxonomy. And the several different steps to it were after taxonomy included migration, testing, training, and then finally implementation and the change management part. However. Through each of those phases, I kept in mind the change management part. I've been, in my previous work experience, involved with a lot of changes and process changes in different environments. So I knew that getting ready and preparing for the change management was crucial from the very beginning, from step one. So it was really good to see this whole project through from step one all the way to the change management. The migration part was wonderful because it allowed us to see what was present in the existing system that they were using, how the documents were being used. And also it was a great opportunity to ask our clients what they wanted, what they expected. So moving to a new system, it was great because we already had their expectations noted down. And then knowing that, hey, whatever the client said, whatever the user experience was, we're taking into consideration. And we're definitely going to apply all of their feedback into the new system. So the new system hadn't been completely established. We were able to gather all that information and then move to the migration part. And then eventually, when we did move all the records in to the new system, which was FileNet, we were able to know what... Our users were concerned about what they were anxious about, all their apprehensions, you know, the things that they were nervous about, the things that they wanted and their wish list. We were able to address all of those. Even if we couldn't implement them at the same time as we went live with a new product, we knew that they wanted these things and that we were considering all of that. So, the great part of the project, I know, was having all this flexibility and these new capabilities available to our users but also letting them know that they are a huge part of what we're going to do Of what the changes that we are making the feedback that they're giving and that was so crucial i think i think change management is the biggest thing of any project whether you know you're implementing it you're migrating it you're getting the taxonomy ready that change part that change in process part is huge so i i was really fortunate to be part of each process you know from from the initial gathering the business analysis stuff to testing, to training the new product. And then finally, the change management part where all came together, the training, everything came together. And I wanted to make a theme where everybody was very engaged in it. And we're at DOTD, Department of Transportation and Development. And I love puns. I love making things fun. I love catchphrases because they're engaging. You know, they can be very cliched, but they're very engaging in knowing that, look, what we're doing is for the Department of Transportation. So everything that we framed was around transportation, about the journey, about the highway to information, and getting all this available to them in a straight path instead of a traffic jam. So I like to use a lot of those, those illustrations when we went through all of that. Incorporating everything was a huge part of the change management, getting their feedback, their concerns, all of that. So that that's it in a nutshell. There are a lot of details, of course, but in a nutshell, that was it.
0: Yeah, speaking of details, I think we should go a little deeper on the change management tactics that you had and how they kind of fit into the theme that you had picked out. So, we have a blog coming out about um, Natal's change management efforts and how creative she was with it. So, I will definitely link that below, but we definitely want to hear it from you.
2: Yeah, uh, it actually goes back to when I was a medical librarian with Auctioner Health System. And I was very fortunate to be a part of a team just like Access Sciences, where they really encourage creativity and encourage the bottom line, not the dollars, but the bottom line. In, as far as getting the end user, the client, to what really they needed. And in the healthcare system, of course, it's patient care. That's the goal. So I was fortunate there when I had an opportunity to work with patient education materials that you know, I sat back and thought, all right, we're making huge changes across the health system in making sure that all of our users know that they have a medical library where they can do the research, they have medical editing where they can write the patient education materials and then also have the resources to edit the information and then medical illustrations that would help them illustrate it. But even with all those resources, just like with Access Sciences for DOTD, what would really engage the end user? So the end user in that case at Auctioner were the nurses, the nurses that had that one-to-one contact with their patients. They were the ones that actually gave out patient educations. They were the translators from the physician's terms, you know, those difficult medical terminology to -to day-to-day terms that you and I would understand. So what what do those nurses need to communicate to those patients? And so we designed a dating game for that, of course, which which it was during the month of February where we had the conference. So Valentine's was the theme. So I always like to incorporate something that's current uh, depending on the theme. So with DOTD, of course, it was the highway, the transportation, the getting there, the journey. And I wanted to make sure that our clients felt that they were in this journey, this highway, this path with us together. So all of our newsletters and communication leading up to the final change management was themed on that. Um, So we would have, you know, getting started would be, all right, let's go ahead. We have a traffic jam of documents, all this, you know, knots and twists and ties in in the highway system. How do we entangle that? So, that started with the taxonomy and then we moved on to testing and we incorporated the test drive. Let's do the test drive. We can take it on the road. You've created this platform really it's basically your client information that we took into consideration to create these search engines so let's go ahead and test this for a test drive and then next the training came and that was really really testing and training i would say would be the most important parts of gaining user feedback for what their expectations were and what our our deliverables were, as far as the project goes. So during testing and training, it was really crucial to capture their input. How did they like that test drive? How did they like the training? What do they wish we could expand on? And getting feedback from that was really instrumental in planning the change management. We were able to use all that feedback. We were able to assuage all of their concerns. When we did go to that final uh, implement, you know, change management part, we were able to address that during that event. So when they came there, you know, if they were nervous about uploading documents to the new system, we addressed it then and there during that change management event with this big kickoff event. We planned it all around a fuel up for FileNet, a pit crew, knowing that, you know, a pit crew supports all of their needs, we're all here, and wanted to include everybody that was part of that project. That meant Access Sciences, of course. We had some lovely gifts and giveaways from Access Sciences with, you know, notes on FileNet going live on the packages, but we wanted to include records management because that's where the handoff will be from the FileNet migration team to records management at DOTD. Uh, It it was just a great event because we did have that feedback from all of our clients beforehand. So we knew they were nervous about A, B, and C. The event addressed A, B, and C and let them know, look, we're going to be there for all of your concerns, and there's always an opportunity for growth. The journey doesn't completely end at implementation. We will go on to build on what we've already released.
0: So, Natalia, you talked a little bit about the go-live party that you were prepping for. How did the event actually go? I know it was a big one.
2: Oh, the event went really wonderfully. We, of course, getting that feedback from the clients was wonderful in planning for the event, but also wanted to engage all of the teams that were involved. DOTD, of course, everyone at the Department of Transportation, different sections were involved because in starting the project tried to get myself immersed in the little groups that were in clubs that were in committees that were available to me at DOTD meaning toastmasters it was a group where they specialize in helping people with public speaking and it was a great way to network with other people from lots of different sections within DOTD so they knew I was planning for this event and I in- encouraged them to help me with this as far as getting decorations there, getting cones, traffic cones, getting signs, all of that. And having that engagement at that level was great. But also getting our own teams involved, uh, the records management team at DOTD and the access sciences team at DOTD for records management, the file net team, that access sciences had with the migration project, getting our our employees engaged in it as well was just so crucial in making this event successful, making sure that everybody had a role from, you know, whether you're a client going through all those pit stops. And again, those pit stops were designed to let people know that, Hey, we're preparing for this huge change. We're here to help you fuel up for file net in, in that sense that we're going to give you all this supporting documents that you need. And instead of having lots of different documents, we just wanted to have one user guide, a user manual basically, to separate into different sections, different pit stops, one, two, and three. First, we wanted them to know that all of these resources were available to them through records management, through the Access Sciences team. Number two, getting the information into the new system was crucial. That was the second pit stop. How to go ahead and do that. Number three, how do you get to that new system? How do you access it? That was the third pit stop. So the pit stops were, of course, you know, you get that driver, the person in the seat, driving seat, ready to go on that new path to new document management, ready. So it was all designed that way. And I want to make sure that everybody had a part in it, every single person, whether you were on the Access Sciences team, whether you were on the FileNet team, whether you were at the Department of Transportation. It was a team effort. And, and, you know, it's always a team thing. So we all had pit crew name badges that had our teams. We also, whenever Any of the DOTD sections were involved, whether they were donating signage, whether they were donating their time and, you know, sending, encouraging people to attend this event or the traffic cones. We made them know that this was all of us involved and that that was a huge part of it. So, you know, all, you know, going from taxonomy getting just like the keywords, the hashtagging of all those different documents to just implementing it out. the best thing about it that everybody knew that they had a role in it whether if you're just going to be a user uploading to that or you were a support system for that from access sciences that was the best part of it is just letting everybody know that everybody had a role in it no matter i mean nothing was minor whether you were uploading something whether you were you know revising something it was all crucial so, from what you're
0: saying, I can tell there was definitely like a big sense of community around the project, around the change management efforts. You really got, you know, everyone involved. It seems like.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely, I think approachability is is huge factor in it as well if you would like people to be involved in your project, you have to be very approachable. And there was no question that was silly. There was no suggestion that was too far off. If you have a suggestion, if you have a question, it's very important to be able to build on that. And I never like to say no, um, or I don't know. I think one of the great things with my librarian background and I don't know if Albert Einstein said it or who said it. I may not know the answer, but I know I can find it for you. I can research it for you. So that approachability really helped. That attitude really helps. I think you even if you have the best product in the world, That approachability was a key factor in it to let people know that, hey, I understand your frustration, even if it's a negative comment about the product that you're releasing. And and there will be because it's, it's, it's a huge shift in the processes that they're doing day to day in their workflows. Even if it's negative. I don't see it as negative. I would say just let us know no matter what you feel about this, because we can discuss it at least and then go from there. If we can apply a different solution to it, that's good. I just hate that, um, I don't like brick walls. I just like that continuous journey to let's see it's an evolving thing. It sounds kind of, you know, mushy and, and cliche, but I do like the the whole metaphor of the roadway, the roadmap, that's been applied to our project.
0: So when you're leading a change management effort, how do you make sure your team is approachable and open to suggestions?
2: Well, it all starts with me, I think, and, and my attitude towards the approach. One of the best things that I learned in my previous experiences is not to go out and say, "Hey, this is the policy; these are what we're going to do. This is the mission." It's definitely important to have policies and the mission in place, but not to have them in stone. Um, a rookie mistake of mine, graduating from library sciences, was that you know I went and became a manager of a branch library and said, "You know, this is this and that." I was so ready to take on the world with with what I had learned, but after the actual experience, it's that everything is always a work in process. It's always a contribution. It's always a collaboration. And I think when people see that within you and sense that within the person who is part of the leadership team and getting something, a project implemented, when the whole team knows that it's an open format, it's not just... All written in stone or this is how it's going to be. One, two, three. That's how we get people on board. Or that's my experience, at least. You know, I've never had a very commandeering personality where, you know, it's like, it's my way or the highway. Never had that. It's always just been, look, this is what we're bringing to the table, but it's definitely not complete. It's not complete with the team members feedback definitely, if we don't have a team that's completely on board, you can't relay that to the client, of course. So I know that's the first step in getting that team to say, hey, this is what we've been tasked to do. How do we do it? What are your thoughts? What are your ideas? It's that feedback, the collaboration part. Um, And my piece, you know, I'm only bringing what I'm bringing to the table with my experiences, but um, that's a lovely thing about Access Sciences, we all come from different backgrounds, different skill sets, and we're all bringing that to the table. And if I'm just bringing my own set and relying only on that, that's really a big, huge discredit to the project. So it, 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 to me, it's always been very easy to go to the, the project team, the table with that and saying, this is what it is. Let's, let's see what we can all bring to it based on all of your unique experiences.
0: Access Answers is owned and operated by Access Sciences. We design, implement, and operate integrated solutions to manage information, unlocking its full value throughout its life cycle. We do so by applying creative minds, diverse experiences, and a passion for problem solving. If you're interested in partnering with Access Sciences, send us an email at info at accesssciences.com. Okay,
1: I want to go back to something that you mentioned in the beginning, about being involved as a change management expert from the beginning of the
2: project.
1: Have you ever been involved in a project where that was not the case?
2: Yes, actually I've been involved where change management process wasn't as smooth as it has been with this current project. It was actually outside of this where, I think the biggest challenge was not having everybody on the team that was on board with that same mission. When I was in a, a different situation, and it was very my very first job out of library science school in an academic library where there were certain missions that were needed. However, to get to those goals, you needed to have an out-of-the-box mentality to get to it. Like, for example, they wanted to create a library that was fully functional, but it was only needed for accreditation and just basically checking off a box. But to get that accreditation, to get that library usage, you really needed to have a lot of participation from everybody at that agency. Uh, it, It was difficult to get that when not everybody is engaged, Um, At all levels, whether it was the students, the academic staff, Um, I thought that was very, very crucial. It was a huge challenge for me, but I was able to, again, you know, kind of thinking on the needs. All right, we needed people to start using the library, even if it was for accreditation. We still needed the library to be used. We needed it to be there, so we designed, all right, let's have report cards being picked up from the library. So we had at least people come into the library, see what the library was there, and at the same time I was able to give my spiel about look, these are all these services available to you. So the challenges where when you have um not as much engagement from all the teams that are involved. And also sometimes the location of where you are is plays a huge part too. In that case, it, it was years before, this was in the 90s, the latter part of the 90s when I got my library degree. We didn't have Zoom or online virtual presence. So physical location was huge. So, And we were located way in the back in the hallways in a building that was really far from the entrance of that community college. So I said, well, let's have them come all the way back to pick up their report cards. So that was a way to get them to step inside the library, get to use it, to get to see what was there. So there are challenges like that when you don't have complete onboardness with all of the teams involved. But there are ways to think outside of that as like, all right, you need them to pick up their report cards. Let's have them pick them up in the library.
1: Yeah, I like the creativity of of your themes. I personally believe everyone gets more excited when there's a theme. We do the same with conferences and trade shows. And it just helps people remember and associate, oh yes, this was the time that we did the pit stop with the race cars or bumblebees. or It's, it's just a little more
2: memorable, I think exactly yeah and you have when you have it really well defined like that all right pit stop one had to do with the services but pit stop three had to do with how to uh, actually access that new file net system and then we had the correct the appropriate team members that were that oversaw all of those areas like for example the second pit stop had to do with document upload. We had our scan team available at that desk. So they were able to know a face attached with that service. Also, who to know where to go to with that service as well? Okay, so one thing we've not
1: talked about is the book that you wrote. So we, we definitely need to give you the published author title after your name.
2: Oh, right. It it does not have anything to do with records management. (laughs) Of course, I've I've always wanted to be a writer since I was, as long as I can remember, 10 years old or whatever, always written uh, in fiction. So it's really surprising that I'm writing all this nonfiction newsletters because fiction is my my strength, but I can make a mean story about records management. (laughs) Stay tuned. Yes, I've I've always been fascinated with identity, uh, where we come from, the myth of origin, and being an immigrant to this country. It was It's always been an interesting place to be where you leave a country and enter a new country. You know, you're part of that country that you left, and you're part of this new country that you left. You're part of it, and you're not a part of it. And then you're trying to feel yourself way through it to create this third identity, incorporating both of the new identities. So that's always been a theme of all of my fictional work, is self-discovery, how to navigate your current situation into the identity that you are. Because I, I really believe geography, environment, completely comes into play with your identity, where you're born where you're lead to, where you go, your environment, all of that um, just contributes greatly. And it's been an awesome discovery phase, and that's what writing is to me it's therapy it's discovering who i am Um, it all and all of that completely plays comes into play with my work as well you know where we are what we're going to do in this huge tapestry of life i just i think it's incredible that you know we've come from creatures that have just scribbled on cave walls to to doing what we do now i mean having each document have, you know, it's just fascinating, whether it has to do with a bridge that's coming up for DOTD or, you know, um, for Intel, a different data governance system, just how far we've removed. And it all depends on our background, our surroundings and everything, and how they contribute. But yeah, that's what my writing focuses on. It's It's just a journey of self-discovery.
1: Do you have any books coming out soon?
2: Um, I am writing two different type of books. Uh, I have, I love suspense literature, <laughs> mysteries, and all of that. So I have a fun, fun one coming out that that is actually going to be. Beyond Fatal Attraction, just a little bit spookier than that. And then also a little bit more literary one where it it has to do a, a little surreal story about a little girl discovering how even if, you know, the palm of your hand has a certain fate that's depicted, there is some things that you can take into your own hands, you know, the future that you can do. But those two are coming out later this year. The other book
1: that you mentioned, the second one that you're writing, reminds me of a book that's one of my top five favorites called The Immortalists. Have you read that?
2: No, but it it is in my queue to read. Um, I would love that. Yeah, Mine would be titled The Flying Man, and it's based on when I lived in India, there was this, the Ferris wheels were manually rotated, and the man, it, it, it would be a very small Ferris wheel, but he would actually have this little handle that he would hang on to and just actually fly, leap up to turn the Ferris wheel. And I, I always just called him the flying man. And as a kid, I always wanted to go up there because it allowed, you know, you to rise above what Calcutta was at that time. You know, there's so much richness, but there was also a lot of poverty. And that Ferris wheel allowed these people who were able to get on it to escape for a little while to go over it. But um, yeah, I just love those surreal stories. That sounds incredible. Yeah, thanks for asking about that.
0: Well, I mean, I guess I know where your creativity comes from. You're just a creative person in general, and it translates into everything.
2: Yeah, it, 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 this has just such, been a wonderful opportunity of working for companies like this that encourage all, the, all that creativity, because really, it it could be anything, whether it's document delivery or just taxonomy, you can apply creativity to anything. So
0: speaking of creativity, I know that's a big theme in this podcast. Your blog that's coming out soon is all about you know, using creativity to enhance and engage end users and create an experience for them. I know you've done this with your most recent project and in past projects, but why, why is that so important to you? Why is that something you're so
2: passionate about? well the end user experience is basically what it's all about what you what are the expectations no matter you know if it's something that you're implementing of, as far as a corporation goes a huge systems change with records management or it's just something simple as a quick process change that creativity plays a huge part in gauging how different users respond to certain changes, certain training, certain ways of testing. And I always feel rather than having one method of doing things, um, no matter what phase of the project it is, is to always give the end user options and to understand that not all end users are coming from the same page, from the same angle you have users that have been at dtd for years and years and years they've been here before electronic management when they had to use microfiche when microfilm just very manual manual entry of information and they've also progressed through all these years to electronic virtual resources then you have users that are students that are just student interns coming in and using this new system so you really have to understand these different groups and how you can have them reach the same goal with that project that you're working on but with different ways and that's where creativity comes into part all right so we have one user who's really very good at a presentation style, and that's how they work well with getting their information. So you want to def- develop different ways in processing, disseminating all the information about the project that's coming up to them. So when we did training and when we did testing, we didn't want to make just one way of testing, one way of training. We definitely tried to cater to the user's need. in creativity taste a good part in that so if this we have one user who's good with presentation great we can do a powerpoint presentation then another user who's good with hands-on let's get a computer room show them how to use it but then all right another user who okay you can say step one step two step three this is what you do but it that's not what it's about to them at all it's the end product that's What's important to them? All right, so this information will be in FileNet, but how is it going to affect the reports that I do for for the leadership group? How is it going to help me with the studies that are being done? You know, so it's not just, okay, let's get this record uploaded and let's see how we can find it, but also about approaching it like when it's up there and you have all this information, how can you use all that information to benefit your workflow? You know, the and and note, the bottom line of your corporation. So you really have to be very flexible. And, you know, whether it's with writing, whether it's with managing change, or I mean, something even like cooking. Um, how do you teach cooking to different people? How are different people going to learn? Do we give them a list of ingredients? Do we say, hey, these are the tools that we recommend you use for, for cooking these things? Um, and that's, where the creativity or just thinking out, the of the box is so we, it's such an overused term but it's very applicable all the time where you just have to understand the user's needs and how they process things within themselves and also to say all right it this applies to records management but say put that user in a cooking environment how are they going to learn how to cook something how would you approach it to that and it's like all right so we need to tell them the ingredients, but we need to tell them why this ingredient is important or why you would choose this ingredient above the other. Um, I hope all that makes sense because when you're able to say this is what we need to teach them as far as document delivery is concerned, how would they teach it if it was in a different environment, you know, and trying to cater to it that way? Um, I hope that makes sense. It's, it's, you know, just putting yourself in different scenarios that allows you to address a lot of different educational needs, training needs for different groups.
1: I think Julia and I are both smiling because a year ago we did a cooking class together and it was a little (laughs) difficult. You know that whole reinforcement part of change management? We probably
2: need a couple more
1: before I'd say we're ready to be.
2: (laughs) I actually wrote a cookbook too. It's called Last Stop for Cooking. Last stop for curry. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take many tries to get to a
1: point where I'd say I'm confident in cooking.
0: But I definitely think that's great advice for anyone who's looking or who's thinking, oh, how, where do I even start with change management? How do I get creative with it? You know, it's that what you said, thinking of how would I communicate this in a different situation.
2: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't exactly have to be, you know, word for word what you're doing now, but putting it in a different context definitely helps.
1: Well, thank you, Nita, all, for being our guest today. And we have lots of reading to do ahead of us. Check out your books and practice our cooking skills again with your cookbook.
2: Absolutely. And you know, you have the discount, A Access Science discount. Just let me know, I'll send it to you. Whatever you want. Absolutely. This was great. Thank you. Thank you for
1: letting me blabber on. And congratulations on the big release of FileNet. That was a huge project, a lot of work. And the reviews were just rave reviews, stunning. So perfect job.
2: Oh, yeah. The team was just awesome. Everybody was so great.
0: So if you're interested in checking out Natal's content, I will definitely link her blog um, on creative change management down below, and also her book links.